I don't know about where you are, but this winter around here has been something else. The days haven't been hitting single-digit negatives consistently since about mid-December. There's ice and there's snow everywhere. It's just been, well, it's not been prime weather for racing or training in. One place that doesn't seem to have that problem, though, is Houston, Texas, and it was the site for the Houston Half Marathon last weekend, bringing out some of our country's best to face off against a very solid field. Two of those folks were Blair Morgan and Eve Sikawabo, scoring a solid PB and a debut respectively, both going under the World Half Marathon qualifying time. And, of course, they're both on this week's show. You're listening to The Terminal Mile, at The Terminal Mile on Instagram and Twitter, a Tracky Radio production. Eve Sikwabo was this year's U-Sport cross-country champion and has shown real talent for lighting it up on the track over the past few years. Last weekend, he thought he'd take his distance chops to the road and try the half marathon for the first time. He ran a solid 65-39. We caught up with Eves earlier this week. So first things first, you had a huge race down in Houston. It was a big debut for you in, in the half marathon, the first time that you've uh, you've run the distance or raced the distance. Uh, tell me how how did it go? Did you uh, did you hit all the goals? Uh, you know, are you feeling pretty good about the experience? Oh, I think it, overall it really um, went well. Um, I wanted to run under sixty six, which was the standard, and. I achieved that, so I was really pumped for the the outcomes. Yeah, I uh, you know just taking a look at the official results here, and uh, you ran a one hundred five thirty nine uh, gun time, which is is pretty fantastic. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, standard was was sixty six, but uh, it looks like there's a whole bunch of guys who uh, who went under that. So you know you're kind of far down the list. You know, knowing what you know now, having run that race, um, do you think you could probably take take a couple more seconds off that, or or maybe even a minute off that time? Well, I mean, uh, the first time is always the toughest because you don't know what to expect, and in terms of training, also, uh, I had to change the routine that I was doing. Like, if you go for the second time, at least it is, is it, you have to start somewhere. So I believe. Um, the second time for sure I'll beat that time. So I have to think that, um, you know, when we messaged a couple of weeks ago, you were still over in Kenya, uh, you know, getting some, some training in done there. Uh, tell me about your schedule, you know, <laughs> what was the time frame of you, you know, coming from Kenya, um, to racing in Houston? Did you leave a whole lot of time? You know, was there a whole lot of, uh, you know, acclimatization to Houston? Well, I mean, uh, the climate was different. Um, Kenya, as you know, we wake up 5.30 in the morning. It's a little bit cold, but it's like 15 degrees, so not too bad. And you go in the afternoon when it's really hot. So um, I thought it would, Houston would be similar to the same condition that I was training at, but uh, it turned out to be, it was like almost minus 6 degrees, so it was completely different. Mm-hmm. And um, you know how how much time did you give yourself uh, from when you left Kenya to getting to Houston? Oh, not much because I left Kenya on the tenth, so I almost spent almost two days, uh, a day and a half, lying and uh, getting on twelve 
in the morning and uh, so it was not much time and when I get there I got this bad cold yeah. I had to deal with that the rest day for sure and did you have that cold going into the race oh yeah yeah oh man do you think that slowed, slowed you down a little bit I think what slowed me down it was honestly my whole body was uh, was cold there. Like when I, I get to the tenth k, um, like my right leg, I had like this muscle detachment. Uh, every step that I took, I feel like I was going to torn my muscle. But uh, I turned out it was no uh, huge deal. But I think that kind of slowed me down, thinking that what if I make it worse? What if? What if? It's just things goes in your mind. But um, yeah, honestly, if it was a little bit harder, I think it could have been better. Now you've uh, you've gone to Kenya a whole bunch of times to uh, to train. What uh, I mean, what's the difference between training there in Kenya versus you know training in in Quebec, where you call home now? Uh, honestly, uh, I'll be honest with you. It's everything's different. Um, in Kenya, there's no. Um, like, uh, most people, know, as they know, there's no teams. There's no schedule of practice. Everybody, uh, they try to match. Like, and the city that I was training, everyone runs. So you feel like you are in an environment that's doing the same thing that you're doing, and you feel motivated. And in terms of uh, roads, in Kenya, it's a dirt everywhere you go. Where in Quebec City, it's just, you know, it's... Um, Cement and concrete wherever you go, and you gotta run in the road with this car, with bikes. So there's not that much freedom of um, runners here in Quebec, but uh, in Kenya, uh, everywhere you go, even the cars respect the runners. They will give them space. Mm-hmm. It's different. Do you, are you going to head back this uh, this winter, or are you back here in in, uh, in Quebec for for the rest of the year? Uh, honestly, uh, I think I'll go back because it's not just what we what I do there. It's not just training because I have a foundation as well. So it's good to go volunteer at the same time and train. But I think I'll, I might go back in March before the Fisu. For sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to ask about the, the foundation uh, a little bit later on. Uh, I do want to mm-hmm. know, because you, you raced the, the U-Sport Champs this year as well as the Cross Country Nationals, um, and that was not too long ago. Mm-hmm. That was less than, less than two months ago. Um, again, congratulations are in order. Uh, back-to-back U-Sport Cross Country Champion. You know, Thank I you have to... Much. Oh, hey, man. It was, a, it, was a, it was a fun race to watch, that's for sure. What was that? What was the turnaround time like? You know, like transitioning from cross country to training for this half marathon. Uh, honestly, it was not. It was not too bad. It just we. I, I didn't find it was tough because my coach kept the same mileage, and what he did is just he reached the intervals instead of doing shorter. We he made it longer, but in terms of the. Um, mileage was the same, so I didn't find it was too hard, and especially he just made me believe that I can do it. So just accepting that it, it made a huge difference of uh, 
thinking that oh, the half marathon I'm going for it. You guys, uh, you just have this fantastic group of runners out there um, at the University of Laval now, and uh, and alumni, I believe, are, are training with you as well. I think I saw a couple, you know, Instagram posts of uh, of uh, CPT training with you guys as well. What's that environment mm-hmm. like, you know, and, uh, you know, who are some of the guys to, to watch coming out of there right now that we may not know? Oh, I mean, these upcoming guys, you have uh, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, he finished last year his training for half and marathon. Um, you got a guy like Ben Ray, who's he's a monster, but he would jump in the practice a couple of times a year. And we have upcoming uh, young athletes to... Um, while joining the group, so it's really fun to see everyone comes at the workout, and you know, and we enjoy doing it together. And then afterwards, we go eat together. It's like a, it's no longer like a team. We became friends, and after that, we became family. It, it became ritual that we do things together as a, as, as a group. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, you've you've mentioned now that uh, that you're heading to Fisu in early April uh, for the cross uh, for the you know Universidad Universidad of uh, of cross country uh, with that first mm-hmm. place. You know, was that was that an easy decision for you to make to uh, to accept your your spot on the team? Oh, I mean, it, it, I didn't make the decision myself. It's something I had to talk with Felix, and we. Excited about it. Say so you, you see your eligibility is done. You're gonna be done school soon. So uh, the opportunity like this comes, in, you know, in lifetime. So he say just go for it because something it's experience you're gonna enjoy and you remember this the rest of your life. So he helped me make decisions. Say you'll be fine. Just go and have fun out there. It's uh, it's really close to that uh, to that spring track season, and I think I saw somewhere that you mentioned that that this half marathon was great preparation, uh, you know, to get you rolling for a couple, you know, track ten k's or you know, ten k's on the road. Well, what is your spring looking like as as far as uh, running events? Well, I mean, I I want to give it a shot for ten k this year because uh, I've been doing fifteen eight hundred. Last so far, I've done two five k's. So um, my coach thinks that it would be better off to just move on to longer distance. Where do you think that that you're at right now? Because I mean, you ran that that half marathon really well, but I believe you're also a one forty eight eight hundred guy. So I mean, like you have you have both of those things going on. Where do you think that that you you're the best? I mean, I enjoy longer distance than shorter one because you you can get time to think. And now I get to know my body, how I train, and how it works. It's, uh, it takes me a while to get warm, and and so I found a 10k at least. Um, it should be in shape of sub 20, 29. Um, you mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, how you have a foundation that that helps out folks uh, in Kenya? It's it's called the Running Changed My Life Foundation. Um, I'd like to know a little bit more about it, and uh, you know, if people want to help out, maybe uh, put their support behind that foundation as well. Maybe uh, could you could you talk a little bit about that and and uh, you know where the idea came from? 
Uh, uh, the idea came from me uh, because, like, as you know, I grew up in Rwanda, and um, I was given a chance by one of my coaches who took me in and supported me to be the best athlete I could be at the time. He was given shoes, he was giving me uniform, and he even paid my school fees. All of that he did for me, I found it was, it, it was really useful in my life because later on I ended up be, you know, coming here to Canada because all the help that he gave to me. Mm. So when I got here, I thought I was like, I knew that there's other kids out there who's living the same life that I lived. So in order to help them, there was no other thing that I could do except to create a foundation that it can, you know, raise some funds and try to support them. So we had an idea to say, what if we just help kids go to school and then do sport at the same time? Because I'll be honest with you, if it was presentable running, I would never be here in Canada. I don't have the friends I have today and I don't even have the family that I have. So through sport, I say we can help these kids keep running and go to school at the same time and we provide them uniform and shoes. Um, so that's where the idea came from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is there, uh, is there anything that, that we can do to help out? You know, if someone is listening at home and, uh, and, and is inspired by this where where can they find out more and, and how can they help out? Oh, I mean, there's so many ways to help out. Usually I said money, it's not, not the best way you can help someone, but, uh, uh, we've seen some people go to Kenya or Rwanda. Even just used shoes uh, can change someone's life. And we have been taking some volunteers to go back to Kenya where the foundation is. So some people will bring like school uh, equipment. Uh, they bring even running watch. Anything that any runner or student can use is really helpful. And on top of that, we're just trying to finish uh, the camp. Is houses that I built that uh, we want to force the kids who live on the street and give them a second chance, give them a home, and and then we can help them train because we have a coach on the ground, we have uh, someone who's going to look after them, but uh, in order to do that, we need funds to to make this project happen. So if anyone who's listening that is willing to put this course is uh, more than welcome to support us. Even ideas and how we can improve also, I found they can help a lot. Um, you know, where where can they uh, find more information on on, uh, on your foundation and stuff? Where where can they go? Oh, now we have uh, we have a website. It's called runningchangemanot.ca, and uh, those who have uh, Android, so they have application you can download and then follow the news. We are on Facebook. Uh, Instagram and uh, uh, and so there's like a, there's a contact section. Even if you you can either email me or message me on Facebook, I can always give you more information on how what we do and how everything is working. That's fantastic, and uh, we'll be sure to put uh, put that information in the show notes as well too, so our listeners can uh, can easily link to that. Um, you know, for this spring, you know, you mentioned some some track ten k's. Uh, where can we look to find you? You know, will you be at the at the national championships in, in Guelph this year? Oh yeah, definitely. If uh, you know everything goes well, 
find uh, being well for competing at the, at the nationals. Now, the, I have to tell you a little bit, bit of a, a, a funny story. It's a story where mm-hmm. where I kind of look like a like foolish person, but um, I was at the at the cross country nationals this year um, doing some commentary work, and uh, and your folks who who took mm-hmm. you in when you when you came. Uh, they popped by the tent and they said, you're pronouncing his last name wrong. You're pronouncing it wrong. This is how you say it. And, uh, and so I got a bit of a, a lesson that day and, uh, and I've tried to hold on to it, but perhaps maybe, maybe you can run through it, uh, for all the listeners. How do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> Wait, it's, uh, it's my mom. She really, uh, she doesn't like when people, you know, unpronounce my name, but, uh, it's not that easy to pronounce the last name, you know. But this is this guy. Uh, my name is Yves Sikugabo. Okay, there it is. And be sure to pass <laughs> along my, my sincerest impo- apologies. Um, my last name's Rokas, and I, you know, I get it butchered all the time, man. So uh, I know how it feels. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think I think everyone knows now, and uh, and we'll we'll go from there. Man, I I appreciate you being on, and uh, it's been fantastic to see all the results that you've put down, and and uh, you know all, all the growth you do from year to year. Uh, it's it's been really great, and and thanks a lot for being on the show this week, man. Oh, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to to share what we do, and thank you very much. Blair Morgan has been an exciting guy to watch over the past couple years. Getting better seemingly every time he toes the line, Blair, after a top 10 finish at the Cross Country National Championships this year, set a new PB in Houston last weekend, going 65.06. Man, it's just been, you know, a couple of whirlwind months for you, um, starting, you know, back home in Kingston, uh, making your way all the way to uh, to Houston for the, for the half marathon and doing well there. What... What do you think's changed for you? You know, as far as your as far as your training goes, or have you just been you know keeping it the same? Um, yeah, I don't think a lot has changed. I've been just running a lot more consistently higher volume, basically since I I started training for Prague. That worked out really well for me. Um, I was in really good shape from that, and then I had a bit of a bit of an off time in the summer with some injuries and stuff, but I. Once I got back into it in the fall, I just decided I was going to run a higher volume for, for longer um, and just do the same workouts that I usually do training with the uh, the mat guys for cross country, just with more volume in my legs, and it paid off. Um, of course, if people haven't been following along, you're, you're talking about the Prague Marathon, uh, making your debut there, uh, just over 220. Uh, which I know that you definitely want to take more off that, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, perhaps the next logical step should be, you know, to talk about uh, the cross country national championships this year up in Kingston. You came seventh place. Uh, you know, some of the names behind you include, uh, you know, Reed Coolset, Corey Belmore, Justin Kent. You know, definitely guys that that people are familiar with. Uh, you know, taking a look uh, around you at, at your company after you cross that line. You know, does that? Did that give you a bit of a you know a confidence uh, boost to say you know look, I I deserve to be here and uh, you know I deserve to be here going forward as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, going in, I I my goal was just to get in that top ten. Um, 
the best I'd ever done at nationals. I think I'd ended up maybe 19th or 20th the year before in Kingston. So I, I wanted to crack that top 10. Um, and I knew doing that would put me, put me in good company, but I think, I think the race went exceptionally well for me. And, um, I kind of surprised myself with the way I finished there. So, you know, going back to this past weekend, uh, you ended up coming 41st at a very loaded, uh, Chevron Houston half marathon, man, like look, look at the, at the times here of, you know, some of your fellow Canadians, there's a lot of guys under that, under that half marathon standard, uh, yourself included. Unfortunately, it, you know, unless a lot of people kind of turn, turn it down, it doesn't look like you, you'll be going, how do you feel about your race though? You know, uh, a week out, uh, and a very solid time of one Oh five low. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very happy obviously with, with how the race turned out. It was a big PB for me. Um, it was just a good race in general. Um, I mean, the goal going down there was just to one to hit that standard of, of sub one, uh, sub one Oh six for the, the world championships. And then, just really battle it out with the other Canadians and try and get in the, the top four Canadians under the standard. So, I mean, I hit, I hit my goals. I, I ran well under the standard and I think I raced well against the rest of the, rest of the guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've uh, just, just good things to take away from that race. You know, there's there's been a photo that's been uh, circulating around of you pretty much at the at the finish line, and uh, you know, fellow Canadian Sammy Jabril just pulling ahead of you a little bit. Uh, I have to think that there are some things that you know, looking back on the race, perhaps you, you know you can carry forward. Um, yeah, I mean, Sammy just we we had a good battle the, the most of the race. I think we ended up in the same pack with. A few other guys, Thomas Toth was running with us for a bit. So it was uh, Eves, and we had Reed for a brief period before he his stomach got the best of him. But um, yeah, Sammy, Sammy just held battle with me there at the end. I think I, I think I had him with about 100 meters to go, and then we came around that last tiny little curve to the finish line, and he he just had the the stronger finish at the end there, and he yeah he outdueled me there. You guys have been racing together or, you know, against each other for, for a long time. You know, what, what's the, what's the reaction rate as soon as you finish the, uh, the finish line, you know, did you guys turn to each other? Do you have a, do you have any words at all? Um, I mean, it was definitely, definitely good, all good, but Sammy kind of, neither of us really were, were speaking at that point. Sammy was, was in, in some, um, distress on the ground and <laughs> I, I was, uh, was not definitely not in the speaking mode at that point, but um, definitely just like a little pat on the back, a little fist bump, and then some congratulations once we got back uh, to the hotel and recovered a little bit. For sure, for sure. And, um, you know, I have to think, you know, so, some of the highlights of, of this past year, uh, you know, the last three, 365 days for you have been on the roads, you know, with, with Prague making your debut in the marathon, uh, you know, on the cross country course and, uh, and now in Houston as well too. Does this mean that, uh, we're, we're starting to see a, a road going version of, uh, of Blair Morgan, less of a, less of a track guy now? Um, definitely that's, that's what I'm moving towards. 
that seems to be, yeah, where I found the most success recently. I don't think I'm totally done with the track yet. I'd, I'd like to have one more good summer of racing fives and tens because last summer I didn't, I didn't hit the times I wanted to. And I think I can bring down my 5k and 10k PB. Um, but after this summer, I haven't, I haven't made any, any solid decisions yet, but after this summer, I think it's going to be onto mostly road racing for me. Do you have uh do you have another marathon in mind yet or nothing, nothing planned. Um, so I'm definitely not going to do one in the spring. Hmm. Um, I guess my, my plans for the spring aren't, aren't really solidified yet. We'll see what that, uh, that world half team turns out. See how many guys take the spots or turn them down. Um, but no spring marathon. The, I guess I've got the idea in my head of maybe doing a fall marathon, um, something fairly early on, like late September, early October. That way I can recover a little bit and come back and run the last nationals in Kingston. You know, there's, there's been so much talk, um, you know, recently about the, who the next marathon or who the next wave of marathoners are going to be in Canada. But, you know, taking a look at these, at these half results, which I realize, you know, don't exactly carry over to the marathon, but you know, you've got guys like, like Evan S link in there. Uh, you've got guys like Sammy, you've got guys like yourself, um, Thomas Toth, Eves, uh, as well too, who, who's also on the show this week, you know, you guys are all pretty young guys and, uh, and I have to think things are in pretty good hands. Do you, do you think it's just a, a matter of us being patient and, and we'll, we'll see our next read or our next Eric? I mean, yeah, yeah. I'd like, I'd like to think so. I think, um, really, yeah, we're just starting to see a group of guys move up and move off the track and onto the road. And I think, yeah, you just got to give it a bit of time and let guys like Evan and Eve get some, some experience running, maybe some halves. Um, and yeah, just really kind of figuring out the roads first. And then I think we'll see, see some good times in the marathon once those guys decide to move all the way up. So I figure now is a, is a good a time as any to uh, to put a little cheap plug out there uh, to listen to something in the water. Uh, I've been I've been looking at the the University of Guelph and the Speed River Track and Field team and and a lot of that focus of that podcast, which you can find on CitiousMag.com. Again, cheap plugs just being thrown out here um, is is about culture and and the culture of a city there. But I would have to think that at this point, Hamilton is is kind of building its own running culture as well, too. Uh, strictly, I would almost say mostly mostly distance related. But uh, you guys have something something really kind of cool going on there as well, too. Talk to me about uh, you know training in Hamilton and uh, you know with uh, with the collegiate guys and, and some of the post collegiate guys. Yeah, I mean we're definitely not at the same level as as Guelph is, but. I think it, we're we're starting to build a bit of a community here with uh, myself. Now uh, Jeff Sweetle has done school, but he's sticking around to train. Um, and then we've got like Connor Darlington still at Mac. Um, and then, yeah, all the, the Mac guys. And then you've got Reed, who uh, I think, I mean, I'd, I'd love to train with Reed. I'm sure we'll get, we'll get, some workouts in together in the next year. I know he, he talked about it a bit on one of the podcasts and he said that 
we we tried to get together before Houston, but the weather and scheduling um, got in the way. But yeah, I guess Hamilton is is on its way up in terms of uh, building a solid running culture. You know, as as far as that goes, uh, you mentioned Tweedle, you mentioned uh, Darlington as well too. What can we expect to to see some from some of the Hamilton guys this year? Um, I haven't been in contact with Connor in a while since before the holidays, so I'm not sure what his plans are. But uh, talked to Jeff, so he's done. He's totally finished school now, and he's he's not going to work until the end of the summer. So he's just going to take. Uh, the beginning of this year and just really focus on his running and see what he can do. He's got a few plans for indoors. Um, not a whole lot. I think he just wants to to get in some good training over the winter and then uh, really have a good outdoor season, get his 15 time down. He's I've heard rumors of him moving up, maybe not moving up, but uh, giving, giving a go at the 5K this summer as well, which would be nice for me uh, to have someone to – to do the 5k stuff with how, how has training been going i mean like i was in hamilton on boxing day for the boxing day 10 miler and i have to say that was some of the some of the worst path conditions that that i've definitely ever seen there it's all ice and it's all snow and it's cold and you're open to the wind there what, what's training been like there this this winter yeah i mean that about that about <laughs> sums it up um december was yeah mostly a lot of cold, a lot of uh, workouts getting pushed around because of the because uh, of the weather. The the snowstorms make the roads around here fairly unrunnable immediately afterwards. So we had to push some of the workouts to accommodate that. And then just the the cold, it's it's hard just to hit your times when it's minus twenty five outside and you got three pairs of tights on. Um. But I mean, given that, that's what that's what all the Canadian guys had to I think had to train through. I know definitely Reed and Evan, Kevin Blackney, Sammy, I mean we all trained through it and the results speak for themselves down in Houston, I guess, so I think it just, just makes us tougher. You know, you, you mentioned uh getting that P B at Houston. I have to think that 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 has to feel pretty good because um Perhaps people don't know, but your but your last half marathon PB was on the on the road to Hope course, I believe. And uh, and for those who don't know, there is a good five kilometer section of where it's just super super downhill. So I mean, knowing that you've done it on a flat course, that's that's got to feel pretty good right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my PB from Road to Hope always had uh, an asterisk beside it, given the yeah the significant downhill on the course. I mean, in Hamilton, the the race starts in like what we call up the mountain and then it finishes down by the water. So you get to run down the mountain, uh, for that race. So yeah, it always had a pretty big, pretty big asterisk beside that time. But now, now, yeah, it's nice having a, a faster PB on a legitimate course. I have uh, one last question for you. Um, Clive Morgan is, has just been been ducking me in in races for I guess about a year now. He's he's been actively avoiding races that I've been in. Um, do you think this this whole injury thing that he's going through is is just a sham? Uh, this cross country nationals thing. He says it's it's been harming his training as well too. Like, is he just making excuses, or do you think uh, do you think this is pretty legit? 
I think I think you might have you might have frightened him into uh, early running retirement. No. Um, yeah. No. He's just had some some tough goes with uh, with injuries, and then yeah, nationals is he, he puts his heart into it, and I mean the results show, but it really I think it's really draining on him. But um, he's been when I was home for Christmas, he was uh, doing some runs on the treadmill, getting in some. Uh, cross training on the bike so he's hoping to uh to come back this spring and uh i guess finally you guys will get that showdown oh finally finally it's uh it's what we've all been waiting for he is blair morgan he ran a 10506 at uh at the houston half marathon last weekend which would be a world half marathon qualifier uh i guess we'll have to see how that how that list shakes out you are you are kind of down there but uh we're, we're hoping for the best for you man and and thanks a lot for for being on the show this week yeah awesome thanks for having me michael well that wraps up another edition of the terminal mile big thanks to my guests this week both eves and blair if you like this podcast, be sure to check out my other track and field podcast, Something in the Water, a look at the University of Guelph and Speed River Track and Field Club that's available through SidiousMag.com. If you want to find us online, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter at The Terminal Mile. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and of course, Tracky.ca. Thanks to you for listening. This has been The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Yeah.